intro. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land. Today you got Boggs talking with Julie Wolf of the OCR Addicts. She's the race director of the Scenic City Run, and she's also the race director of the Celtic Run. And she was just recently down in Jacksonville, Florida, with the Return to Racing with Spartan. So if you could, Julie, tell the tell the listeners who you are. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on, Dawn. I really appreciate it. Um, I like like you said, I'm the co-founder of OCR Addicts. We are a Southeast-based race team that uh, trains together, races together, and helps scholarship athletes who may not be able to afford to race. Um, we also have a kids team as well. Um, the Scenic City Mud Run is um, definitely one of my favorite events and my passion, and uh, I'm the race director for that and the race director for the Celtic Warrior Challenge. So what got you into to OCR racing in general? <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's very similar story to most others, a midlife crisis, possibly. Um, yeah, I just got back into working out and uh, the team that I worked out with, one of the trainers was running a Spartan race and talked us all into doing it and uh, signed up, got home, Googled it, watched some videos and freaked out at the fact that I had signed up for something so horrific. Uh, then uh, we trained hard for it start in uh, December 4th, 2016 was my first event and I cried at the start line, not going to lie, finished it and signed up for another one. And my goal was to, uh, to, to have a trifecta the next year. And not only did I have a trifecta, but I had a double trifecta and an ultra under my belt. I was addicted. So I knew that I wanted to combine my passion for racing with my career and um, started looking at becoming a race director. I've always been in marketing and operations in the past and race directing was just absolutely a perfect fit for me. Um, take a minute and let's talk about those first couple of races. The ones where you said you the first one out, you, you cried at the starting line and you got out there and ran that. Was there a, a aside from crying at the starting line, was there a memory from that that really stands out to you and, and what really got you addicted to racing? Can you think of something specific? <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think I remember every single step of that five miles in the middle of December. It was freezing cold. And the I think the biggest um, moment for me was overcoming things that I did not think I could do. And um, I did fail a ton of obstacles that first race, but it just fired me up to train harder and come out in the spring, uh, ran the same events, uh, missed one obstacle at the second race, um, whereas I'd missed six in my first race. And being able to overcome those things on the course just really translated to my life off the course. And it was an addicting feeling that I could, you know, keep keep going and persevering in order to overcome obstacles on and off the course. I hear that all the time when I'm talking with people, how obstacle course racing translates into into their lives after they start because before a lot of them felt maybe they were a little defeated in life or something and then they get out there on the race course and and just that instant gratification of doing something that you never in a million years thought you'd be able to do and then you get out there and do it absolutely and for me once i had that passion and had that feeling i thought you know i've got to i gotta introduce this to other people um, and it was just in that moment, 
creating a team and recruiting people to the sport was what made sense. And uh, we we started with six or seven people that wanted to run together and race together. And we're over 400 members strong now. And, and you know, we've been able to take a lot of new people to the sport out on the course. And, and several of those have had those uh, life-changing epiphanies, so to speak, <laughs> on the course. And uh, can, can attest to the, the same, you know, scenario we just talked about where OCR has really push people to um, become better versions of themselves. Yeah, it's funny that you talk about bringing first timers out there. Uh, Mike, who started this podcast and myself, we're, uh, we started out pretty round. We're starting to get a little bit more in, in shape than we were a few years ago. But uh, being tur- Team Turtle or Tortoise Pace, as we like to call it, we spent a lot of time out on the course. And a lot of that was helping people, you know, their first time over an inverted wall, their first time going. And some people, they couldn't even go over the, the vertical cargo nets because it was too scary when they got to the top, stuff like that. And it's just helping people overcome that uh, for us has just been that amazing game changer in our lives, both on and off the course. It definitely is. I have um, ran both competitive and non-competitive. And at this point, my favorite part of racing is to new people out on the course i don't care if we walk every section of it i'm not a huge fan of running anyway so (laughs) um you know just taking new people out on the course and you mentioned the vertical cargo net i I literally had to sit down at the base of the vertical cargo net and and tell a girl we'll sit here all day but you're going over it you know and uh eventually she did and and she cried and she got it out of her system and she felt better (laughs) Because she had done it. So, yeah, just conquering fears and helping others do that. That's what our uh, OCR addicts is, is about and training people. We do training classes two days a week. And even in training class, you know, when the, you've got a new person that can't get over a six-foot wall and the day that they do, it's a huge victory for everybody, not just that person. Yeah, we uh, up here, we're just starting to open up. Uh, COVID's finally allowing us to have small groups. And so we've started uh, our training sessions up at the the BeastNet complex. You know, we've got uh, walls and and uh, we actually have an Olympus wall, which is kind of a tough one to get in the aftermarket. I guess a lot of people don't have those at their houses. But, uh, but yeah, we're just finally getting back to that. And uh, each week when we get people out there, it's it's definitely those people that we love working with. So it's great that we've got uh, people like you down in the South doing the same thing. We love it. I'll tell you what, just, you know, even getting in there on uh, the off season, which obviously our off season this year was a whole lot longer than we had uh, imagined. But um, we have, we have the Olympus wall set up. We have monkey bars, rope climb, uh, a multi-rig, and then we have rings, um, rope climb, eight foot wall, eight foot box. Um, Can't think of all of them, but anyway, just being able to practice those things when you're not on the course is, it's very uh, helpful to make sure that you're still on top of your game when you get out there. And not only that, it, it gives you a little bit of a connection to the sport when you're not able to be on the trails. Exactly. This past weekend we did, uh, since we couldn't go down there and be with you, we did the um, Green Beret Challenge, the virtual commando that Mark Ballas put on. And uh, that was interesting. We had to build some yokes and some other stuff that we didn't uh, have before. So we got out there and had a lot of fun with that. Mark is absolutely amazing, and I um, am really excited for our Scenic City event. The The Scenic City Mud Run in September is actually going to be a whole weekend, and it is a collaboration between Mark and myself. So I cannot wait to see what comes of that event. Um, it's just 
going to be something new to OCR totally having three different events in one weekend um, by two different race directors. And it, it's, it's shaping up to be a fantastic weekend for sure. So you brought up the, the scenic city. Let's, let's talk a little bit further about that. It's a, a multi-day event. You got multiple race directors down there. Um, how did that kind of craziness come together in your mind? <laughs> so we have had uh, Scenic City Mud Run uh, in the past. So it is an ongoing event. We have about 1,500 participants typically. And um, I love Mark's races. I love his event. Um, he has helped and, and mentored me in the past on things. And one day I just thought, hey, what, you know, you're doing Wicked Trail. I'm doing OCR. We're both, you know, in, into the endurance thing. And I had a couple other uh, outside guys that have businesses in OCR say, hey, we'd love to partner and do something. Let's do some endurance event. And so we threw it together and everybody loved it. And so Friday night, we'll have uh, Mark Ballas's driven 10K uh, Wicked Trail Race. It'll start in the evening at six o'clock on Friday. And then Saturday morning, we'll have our 5K OCR. It is a um, a good starter race. It's not going to be uh, super difficult. It's going to be um, maybe equivalent to a sprint from the Spartan line, um, uh, probably in the similar difficulty. Uh, we do have some decent terrain here in the Chattanooga Valley, so we can uh, can have some decent um, climbs and and uh, descents in the race. And then Saturday evening will be our endurance challenge and. That is um, a very military-based challenge where each team will have a mission to complete. Um, they will have different challenges to overcome, and they will have to use the brain. Uh, to me, it's kind of a escape room meets OCR type event. You, you really have to use some critical thinking in there. And if you, with you doing some of Mark's events in the past, you know that he likes to throw that aspect in there. So it's going to be a truly amazing event. We've got uh, Dakota Dowsing with the 10K Burpee. He's actually helping us um, design that event as well. And once a participant finishes all three events, they'll get a special medal that represents that they completed the OCR triad. And it's really, it's just something that I, I'm not aware of anything else like it in the OCR industry, having three different types of events with different race directors and different brands collaborating together in one weekend. Did I lose you? Oh, I just totally gave a great speech on, on everything <laughs> with the mute button on. <laughs> Remember that part about it being fun. I told you it was going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said, uh, I said, there's one other brand that, that I know that's doing that in the Northwest. So they're definitely not, a, not in competition with you because they're quite, a, quite a few miles away. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's the, uh, the Sagittarius series is putting on a, a similar event in August, which is the okay. first time I'd ever actually heard of that. And, uh, it sounds like yours is a little more involved because you got, uh, well, you got Mark Ballas there. So you already know it's going to kick a little ass because everything that's I've right. seen from him, everything I've seen, I really, want to get down and do some of his races he was going to come up here to the northwest and uh for some reason up here in the northwest we don't sign up for things until the very last minute um so so unfortunately it couldn't couldn't justify loading up all the containers and shipping all this stuff up here to do the race when you only had you know 32 participants on a race which is definitely not enough to pay for for a commando challenge um and then 
Yeah, we've, we've we've talked with Mark on the show, but just everything I've seen, even just the wicked trail races, uh, saw some videos and stuff from Atlanta last year, and I was like, I've got to get down there and do that, using the natural terrain to to create obstacles that are so tough. I'm really excited to work with Mark. I've uh, done a lot of his different events, and uh, the 10K trail race I have not participated in just because I'm not a huge fan of running. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm much more into the obstacles than running, but um, the commando and the team challenge. And then actually um, a group of us from Chattanooga went down to the team challenge that he had the first weekend in March and in Florida and uh, competed in it. And that was up until Jacksonville last weekend was our last OCR that we had gotten to take part in, but it was, of course, an amazing event. Always, his events are always amazing and challenging. And just when you think you're done, there's more. There's always more. <laughs> yeah, I've been really feeling the blues. I don't think I've actually done a physical in-person OCR since uh, the end of last year because everything this year was canceled before my first race. Oh, man. Yeah, it's. I've got a little event here, just a local 200 participant charity event that we're trying to get rescheduled and. Um, getting insurance to cover it is even insane. Um, we had in, you know everything lined up. It was supposed to take place in March, and so we're looking to reschedule it for July 18th. And and I've been fighting that all day uh, because it, most people don't think about all of the in-depth things you have to do as a race director, and you have to get approved. Um, we're utilizing county property for this, so we had to go through risk management for our county here and. Um, insurance and and following all the got state and and national guidelines in order to be approved to host an event and that's 200 people you know it's it's uh definitely a different different time when you're trying to host an event for sure yeah the uh only event that hasn't been canceled in the northwest so far was the uh the portland hurricane heat so it sounds like that might be my first race which isn't even a race it's a hurricane heat i'm hoping that seattle happens and if things go right we'll get down to uh to las vegas for the laughlin so we can finish out uh multiple trifectas that'd be awesome i'd love to to head out to laughlin for an event oh, i think that would be i love vegas so i've never been there for an event though it's always always for business but um yeah it's it just just trying to get and getting events back on the calendar. You've got all these events that were canceled in the spring and I don't want to be that race brand that steps on anybody else's toes. So everybody's trying to reschedule their events for the fall. And I can't, finding an event a weekend that there wasn't an event within two, 300 miles of us for Celtic Warrior Challenge was was very difficult. Um, Scenic City Mud Run that weekend, the September 11th and 12th, that's been on the books and hasn't changed. But um, like you mentioned, the Celtic Warrior Challenge, we have had to postpone it from July to October, uh, and that was that was just a a call that we made as as the administration of the event because, like you said, you know you can't host an event when you have 110 people signed up. You've got to have when you're putting together that size of an event, you have to have the participation there. And we just really didn't feel like the participation was going to be there by July 18th and that the restrictions in Mississippi were going to be lifted to the point that we could host an event with 1,500 to 2,000 people either. Yeah, that's the the tough part right there is, well, insuring it for one, because I know insurance has definitely been 
they don't even know how to ensure things right now because they're still writing rules as, as it's right. developing. But uh, getting county clearance or state clearance to have an event where you host 1,500 people, that's, exactly. that's a challenge in itself right now, too. And I do think, uh, you know, that it's going to be a lot of a lot of cover your ass, honestly. I mean, that's that's what we saw this weekend when we get into that. You know, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about there. But it's just it's just a lot of doing what you have to do to please the powers that be for the event. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Celtic Warrior, since we already started to talk a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, that's actually the, the way that I got introduced to, to you and, and your race brands is uh, – that you selected more hearts than scars as the the charity recipient on that one and posted that up. And I was like, well, heck more hearts and stars. You know, that's Zach and Joey and Eric and all those folks. And I love them. And, and I'm guessing that uh, if Julie's going to be making donations to them, I need to get her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely love our more heart than scars uh, uh, folks. And uh, Joey has been a close friend of mine for, um, several years now since I've been in OCR and we um, worked together on a lot of different projects, a lot of different things. And when I was hired as the race director for Celtic Warrior Challenge, uh, the first thing we needed to do was select a national charity. And there was no question in my mind, more heart than scars was going to be the charity. I love what they do. I love what they stand for. Um, Erica and uh, Joey and the whole, the whole Michelle, the whole team came and did Scenic City Mud Run last year here, and um, their support has been fantastic for me. And I want nothing more than to support them. So the Celtic Warrior Challenge was a perfect opportunity because it's a much larger race brand with um, much, much more uh, coverage than the Scenic City Mud Run. Because it is nationwide or going to be a nationwide event. It's a brand new race brand. And the difference in the Celtic Warrior Challenge versus what you see out here now is that the Celtic Warrior Challenge is going to bring different style obstacles to their events. It's going to be obstacle heavy. It is going to be um, some pretty nasty terrain, uh, challenging terrain for OCR events. We want our racers to come out and tow the start line and have no idea what they're about to face. Um, I think that a lot of the other, um, I won't name specific names, but I I think that one of the downfalls to um, some of the other brands is that it's, it's very simplified. You know what you're going to face every time you tow the start line and the element of surprise and mystery is what I loved about it because you come up to an obstacle and you're looking at it and you're like, how do I do this? Well, if it's the same obstacle you've done a thousand times, you know exactly how to do it and you don't have any new challenges other than to beat your time from last time. So we want racers to be able to see some really different obstacles. Um, our obstacle and uh, course designer, it, his name is Jason Fye. He's actually my partner in OCR Addicts and my partner in Scenic City Mud Run. And he has um, a vast background in carpentry. He's a master carpenter. And so his ideas are out there. Let me just say that. Sometimes we have, I have to reel them in. <laughs> but um, the uh, the Celtic Warrior Challenge is definitely going to be something very different uh, with a very fun festival and decent prize money as well. Um, if there's not a whole lot of races that you can come out and, and, uh, register for and win 
upwards of a thousand dollars for us for a first time event yeah you definitely don't see that uh yeah the, the thing that you mentioned there with the other brands that you see a lot of the same obstacles that the, the reason i think is is just because they have to pack it up and transport it and do it you know all over the world three thousand times a year and <laughs> and that's why they have to be kind of generic uh yeah, right. last, oh, yeah. last year i ventured off into uh tough mutter because for some reason Mike, the guy that started the podcast, he's definitely afraid of getting electrocuted. So, <laughs> so he avoided Tough Mudder like the plague. Year after year after year, he just wouldn't do it. And then this last year, um, our Canadian hosts happened to be Tough Mudder ambassadors. And so there come hell or high water, we were getting him out on that course. <laughs> and, uh, and so we got him out there and you come across those obstacles being a different brand than the the other national brand that bought Tough Mudder. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you get out there and, and those obstacles were just so different, completely different. And they were fun. And it was like, holy crap, why weren't we doing this for the last 10 years instead of that? And, uh, you know, I really it made for a lot of, lot of stuff um, where, you know, we, we learned what's, what's different. Um, right. Sorry. And I'm sure, you know, I know part of it is standardization for the push to make OCR an Olympic sport. Um, that's definitely something I stand behind, of course. As a racer, I like to be surprised with how long am I going to race and what obstacles am I going to face and see new obstacles year after year. So that's, you know, that's kind of where we're putting our focus is just trying to have different obstacles that are not like other obstacles that you see Um Our obstacles will definitely be based on the Celtic heritage and Celtic warrior uh, challenges of the the centuries ago and uh, have a strong Celtic sense to everything. The festival, the um, bagpipes playing us into the start line, that kind of thing. We want it to be a good time as well. We want everybody to have a great experience, whether they be a spectator, a sponsor or a racer. That's important to me to make sure that when people leave there, they thought, man, that was a great event. And that's that's how you get people to come back. So that's the important part there. Absolutely. And we're, we're looking at um, 2021 dates to branch out into Texas. Well, our corporate office is in Texas. So Texas is a natural fit for us um, and looking to do something around the Houston area in Texas course georgia and possibly one in the northeast currently does your business need first aid aed osha flagging or other safety training james safety services is your one-stop shop find them on facebook today at james safety services wa and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs but uh so the return to racing yes i know you said there's a lot of stuff about Doing some CYA and stuff. So let's let's talk about how the experience was different, what you liked, what you didn't like, what they can improve on, that kind of stuff. Overall, I'm thrilled that I went. Uh, I, I love the Spartan brand. I'm a Spartan ambassador. That was my first race, and I um, enjoy all of their events and will continue to enjoy those events. Um, I feel like Spartan did a great job at pleasing the powers that be um, with the venue and the, the state of Florida in order to be able to hold this event and put safety protocols in place that were available to you should you choose to use them. 
Um, we had, you were only allowed 30 minutes when you got to the venue. You were allowed to come in 30 minutes prior to your start time, which from the time we entered the venue, got our temperature checked, went through the health screening, which was really no big deal. It was quick. It was easy. Uh, registration was quick and easy. But by the time you got all that done, got inside, got your your time and ships and your, uh, you know, your little brace, start time bracelet and all that ready to go. You didn't have time to do anything else because at that point you realize there's no back check. So you're hiking back to the car to store your bags. <laughs> um, we missed our start time which was, uh, we missed it by about five minutes. They were totally laid back about that and let us start with the next wave. Um, there was not a lot of people, honestly. There was not a lot of people in festival. There was not a lot of people in the course. We had nine people in our starting gate and we were sectioned off. Um, they had lines on the in the start line. You were sectioned off six feet apart and they did request that you stay six feet apart. Um, we obliged that request. <laughs> And uh, you know, stretched in the starting gate and, and, and took off. And from there, much of the race was the same as any other events. Um, they did have enter here and wait here signs um, for each obstacle. However, there was not ever a bottleneck or enough people to make it a problem to where we had to wait on our time for an obstacle. Um, we It was me and, and three girls. We helped each other when necessary. Uh, there wasn't a ton of that needed, but um, we did assist when we needed to assist each other. Nobody yelled at us. Nobody told us we couldn't. There was uh, hand sanitizer after every obstacle. I saw one person on one obstacle utilize it, and that was it. Um, you know, my thought process was I'm not putting hand sanitizer on and trying to go across the monkey bars. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. Uh, it was a very, very muddy. You know, we had, we had heard tons and tons of rumors prior to the event, and you know, no water, no, it's going to be dry. And of course, they're being Florida, it's flat. It's going to be a fast course. And and then you had the rumors on the other side, man, you're going to have to wait forever to get on an obstacle. And, um, and none of that really came true. There was tons of water. I think the a lot of rain flooded the course, but the, even then they had designed the course to go through water. So um, we did have water obstacles, no dunk wall, uh, no rolling mud and no sandbags. We did have bucket carry though, um, which was interesting. And um, other outside of that, as far as the actual course itself goes, it wasn't much different. Um, we had bender, monkey bars, rope climb, hercoist, your standard sprint obstacles. The bummer was crossing the finish line because there's nobody there. Nobody. There's no fanfare. There's no yay. There's no metal coming around your neck. It was nothing. <laughs> um, that, that was a little uh, little disappointing. Had we have been by ourselves or a single racer, I could see where that would really suck. However, there was a group of us and, you know, we, we turned around and high-fived and, and walked over and got our medals off the table. And um, the, the only real, uh, I guess, not necessarily complaint, but man, that was stupid kind of comment that I would have is you were, you cut your own bracelet off, your own time and chip off and put it in the bucket. And then you were allowed to select a t-shirt size and they gave you a, a bag and your bag had a water that had been sitting out in the Florida sun, your t-shirt and a banana. So of course we gobbled the bananas up, but the drinks were not cold. However, 
They handed you a cold fit aid, but no cold water. Cold water wasn't allowed for some reason, but fit aid was. <laughs> so, who knows? But um, and then on the course of uh, all of the water stations were bottled water. There were there was no uh, cups and refillable containers. It was all bottled water. Uh, all of the volunteers were in masks. Um, all of the staff that I saw were in masks. Um, you know, I think the the gentleman who owned the farm was standing out front thanking every single person that walked by for coming, um, thanking them as they come in and thanking them as he, as they left. And we got a chance to speak with him for a little while, and he was just really excited to have Spartan back and OCR as a whole. Um, he said he really enjoyed having any kind of OCR event at his farm. But overall, I um, think that Spartan did a great job with what they had to do. I think that... Um, I, I wish we would have seen more participation than we did, but, you know, I think that maybe as time goes on, things will loosen up. People were scared. They didn't know what to expect. Um, there was a video going around that uh, said that we had the option to do the Tough Mudder um, crawl with the electric shock, and it was set up. It was there, but we did not have the option. Uh, it wasn't turned on. So it was the basic uphill barbed wire crawl for us. Uh, but outside of that, you know, it was, it was a great event. I really appreciate Spartan for everything they did. The spectators that weren't allowed in um, stayed in the parking lot, and Spartan had put up big screen TVs for them to watch the event live. So I thought that was a nice touch. Um, and really, you were just allowed to do what you were comfortable with. If you wanted to wait till the obstacle was totally cleared, you could. If you wanted to go ahead and go, you had the freedom to do that too. So overall, I think they did the best with what they could, honestly. Now, it must have been just all about what time you got to that barbed wire crawl because I'd read from a few other people that that it was on and you could make that choice. Uh, We actually had a few people from our team up here in the Northwest that uh, flew all the way to Jacksonville to do the race and and, uh, must have just been about the time that you crossed that line, I'm guessing. Very well could have been. Yeah, we didn't start until 10.30, I think, was what time we actually got to start. So by the time we got out to it, the volunteers said, nope, (laughs) it's not on and you can't go. So um, I I wasn't super disappointed, to be honest with you. That looked like a really low crawl. (laughs) Yeah. But it was uh, neat to see. As I say, at the Seattle Tough Mudder last year, it was a a very low crawl and you had Two different types of uh, hanging wires you could go under, the the yellow ones that hit you harder, the white ones for the people that didn't want to get hit as hard. But there was no way to to avoid getting electrocuted on that one on the crawl. It was actually, I thought, a lot of fun. There's a video of me dancing, waiting for people in front of me because they were so slow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I have only... uh... Haven't experienced the low crawl with the uh, electricity, just the the one where you run through. That's the only one that I've experienced in Tough Mudder. That was two to three years ago. I can't remember exactly, but um, it was my first. It was 2017. It was the first year that I was uh, fully involved with OCR. Yeah, the standing one and the crawling one are very different experiences. Uh, there was a girl. There was a girl at the end of the crawling one with a uh, wooden stick sitting there pushing. The wires back and forth to make sure that everyone got a good shock. Oh wow, wow! So it, it, it worked. 
it worked out really well because like i said uh, mike the podcast founder he absolutely hates electricity and when we got done with that race he's like can we go again because he oh. just he loved loved the obstacles and thought that it was worth getting electrocuted um to go do it again wow I, you know it's i love the diversity in ocr i mean that's one of the things that i love most about the sport and we try to run absolutely every brand that we possibly can. And even though we are a brand ourselves, you know, we definitely want to support every brand that we can. Um, we, we try to, the only, the, the one event that I'm so upset about this year that I was, I may not be able to make it to uh, was the Indian mud run since it got rescheduled because it conflicts with another date. But that's one of the brands that we haven't been able to run here in the, uh, our deck of the woods that we we're really looking forward to. But outside of that, I love running different brands and just seeing how they do obstacles and how the festival is different, how everything compares to each other. Oh, there's definitely some big differences in the festivals and stuff. Uh, you know, Warrior Dash, Rest in Peace was probably <laughs> the the best of the, the festivals in the, that made it to the Northwest. Because uh, up here, we don't get quite as many races as you guys do down there so I mean, we've had a couple of them come up here and then just not come back or some short-lived local ones so we're we're actually all of our shirts that we produced this last year all have the hashtag race local on them just because we're trying to really push to get people to to get away from the the national brands and help these individual brands grow because we lost way too many brands in the last couple of years and this year's not gonna this year's not gonna help either. No, it's gonna be a tough year. I mean, those people through this year are are going to um it's it's gonna be tough to pull through, honestly. I mean, it, you know, even our brands, uh Phoenix City Mud Run, um, we have we're very fortunate there. We're only twenty registrants down year to date from last year. So um, you know, that that race brand does not scare me at all. I think it's gonna be great. we that brand also has other um, events outside of OCR where we do um, marathons, half marathons and that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's a very uh, lucrative company as far as overall events go. Uh, Celtic Warrior Challenge being a brand new event, it's going to be difficult for us to rebound quickly and, and move forward with the schedule we wanted to move forward with in 2021. Uh, just because we had looked at so many different venues and so many different dates. So that may be something that we have to scale back, but we're definitely not going away. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel the pain of, of other race directors with local races out there. I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that, like you said, getting out and racing the other brands and supporting all the, the non-national brands is a big deal. And, and uh yeah, I appreciate that that you get out and do that in your end down there. Because for me, every time I go out and do one of those races, you know, it's just a completely different experience. Um, one of them that we have up here, um, I'm sure back in the, the southeast, you guys got a lot of jet boat racing or stuff like that, where they're out on the shallow, thin course with jet boats. Anything like that down there? Uh, no, not in my area. Um, where we have um, kayak and canoe and paddleboard racing but well, we're more river area so. Uh, so up here we've got uh, a place that that hosts jet boat racing which is essentially like making a a small racetrack something similar to like you'd see like a rally car have 
except uh-huh. it's got it's got about three foot deep water in it. Oh, wow. And so the starting line for this race is you standing where the boat's launched from, and you run down the boat launch in through the water, cross the the first section, you run around some other areas, you come back and you go across. Uh, you know they've got uh, single four by fours across the the pond or whatever you want to call it, and just all sorts of crazy stuff like that all around this thing. It's just it's very different than going out. And uh, I think the the least favorite race I've ever had was uh, at a, a racetrack up at Monroe Racetrack in Washington. There's uh-huh. a, a couple of different brands came through there, including Terrain Race. And, uh, you know, you literally are running around a, a quarter mile circle track and it wasn't even a dirt track. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was a kind of a weird event. Uh, but flip side of that, they hosted another one down at a motocross park up here and it was just a completely different event. You know, you're out there on a, a motorcycle track and you go up into the mountains and down and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of racing. <laughs> so out of the, I was gonna say, out of the, out of the three, three or four years of racing now, what, uh, what was your favorite race and, uh, and why was that? Uh, my favorite personal accomplishment in a race was completing the ultra in uh, South Carolina that wasn't my favorite race, though. I felt like I was <laughs> um, it's just the one I'm most proud of, I guess. My favorite, oh, that's so hard to say. I have a lot of favorites. I love um, the Savage Races. Um, that's always a good time at those events. Um, Conquer the Gauntlet is one that I definitely have got to get back on that course and do because I owe that race something. <laughs> it took a lot out of me. Um, you know, we, the OCR addicts sponsored the battle race for a couple of years down in Louisiana. We, uh, you know, really liked Sid and that team down there. They put on a good and uh, fun event, man. It's tough. I, I don't know that I could pick a favorite, a favorite race. If I had to, it would, um, I don't know. I, I really like the, um, the venue at, uh, the tri-state New Jersey Spartan event. That's probably my favorite place to go to race um it's difficult it's different we don't have ski resorts here so that's fun to see and um you know also take your bmx down the down the mountain in the summer that's pretty fun too but i think that was my favorite uh my favorite place to race but at man as far as favorite race brand i i don't even i can't even answer that it's hard to hard to answer i love them all yeah you're you're probably right it's probably more you know the your favorite venue because you know, my favorite venue would probably have to be the the Montana venue that Spartan uses, um, just because you're up there at 3,900 feet at the peak and just looking down over Flathead Lake, and it's just a, a beautiful sight up there. And oh, wow. uh, previous years, they actually had the A-frame up on top of that peak, and I guess it was even better. I didn't get to see that one, but uh, hopefully they'll bring that back next year. Yeah, I one thing I'm really excited about with Celtic Warrior Challenge is the Bonita Lakes, where the event is held. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's a 3,500-acre uh, city-owned facility, and it is just beautiful. It is very wooded, so there'll be lots of shade for the racers. Um, it's got some uh, good, really good inclines and uh, declines for some great course action and then it's also got a 200 acre lake on it that is just beautiful uh they uh one of the nation's largest um i can't remember how they put it but i think bulb 
companies that make flower bulbs is based there in Meridian. So they donate uh, millions of bulbs to the city and they plant them out there. So it's just gorgeous any time of the year that you go. Uh, so that's I'm really looking forward to hosting an event there. They've never had an obstacle course race at that event at that venue. So it's going to be uh, neat to see how that transforms. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great place to host a race. We uh, used to have one up here at Remlinger, Remlinger Farms, which was a, a functional farm. So you had a lot of that stuff there. It was also a partial amusement park. So they actually had some rides and stuff there. So it was a real strange but fun place. Um, I, I wish they'd do that up here in the tulip fields or something in Marysville. That'd make for a real nice race. Oh, it's I love tulips. And they plant tons of tulips down there as well. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous. Another one of my favorite venues is um oh it it was the it just lost I just lost it. <laughs> we did Barbarian there and did one of Mark's races there. It is in um Alabama. I was gonna say it's so awesome that you can't talk about it because you don't want anybody else to ruin it. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> it just, you know, I had it in my head and then it, it uh, popped out of my head. It's down there in Gadsden, Alabama. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, state park, but with some beautiful waterfalls. But um, anyway, yeah, I just, you know, it, it does. I love what OCR brings to the table as far as seeing different venues and like we've discussed the different obstacles and giving people the ability to go out and try to overcome those is it's OCR is definitely a passion of mine for sure. That's awesome. We're uh, kind of coming up on, on the end of what I usually run for recording time. Um, would you like to recap your upcoming races and uh, kind of talk about the dates, shout out to the teams and uh, kind of close with some wonderful words of wisdom? Sure. Can I give our uh, website? Is that okay? Oh yeah. I'll probably include it in the liner notes too. So give the website, Instagram, all that good stuff. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> now, you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're ready. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Don, for having me on today. Um, I look forward to seeing many of you out on the course. Um, don't forget, September 11th and 12th is the Scenic City Mud Run and the OCR Triad. You can find all the information about that on our website, ocraddicts.com. Uh, we also have the Celtic Warrior Challenge October the 10th in Meridian, Mississippi at the beautiful Bonita Lakes. And um, OCR Addicts team, if you're in the area or actually anywhere on the East Coast and want to join up with us, we have the most uh, best looking jerseys out there. Our legend born jerseys are top notch. You can also see those on our website and you know, hook up with us, run with us, and uh, we'd love to see you. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.